This episode is complicated and I've been thinking about doing it for weeks now and I finally have all my thoughts together to really share what I think is such an important message about doing things that we love and things that make us feel happy and fulfilled. We are going to do a big deep dive into our minds and the conversations that are playing in our own heads. Do you know that most people live in a state of stress 70% of the time? I was shocked when I read this because I really believe that stress can make you sick, just like happiness and joy can make you well. We can't live an awesome, happy life while holding on to a bunch of old shit. We have to break the cycle of negativity. So today, we're going to talk about fast-forwarding our life 10 and 20 and 30 years and think about where we will likely be based on what we are doing now. If we don't like it, we probably aren't doing what we should be doing. I am so passionate about this topic, and I think it's so valuable for all of us to think about. What should you be doing for you right now? Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Woohoo! All right, friends. Today, we're getting into so much stuff, and I'm so excited about it. I almost was kind of nervous, which I've never felt like before recording a podcast, but I'm so passionate about this topic, and there are so many different things that are all involved in this thing. I wanted to make sure I got it all in. So, we are going to work on getting out of our past and being open to create new routines so we can wake up each day with a clear mind and a f- clear focus and lots of positive energy to work towards what we should be doing. So first, let's talk about the whole should thing because this title, how to be awesome at doing what you should do, the should is for you. Like I should do this. Like I this I should like I I want, you know? Not anybody else's should, not what anyone else is telling you you should do, what your parents are telling us you should do, what you think you should do because you see it on social media, none of that. The should in this topic is what you feel like you want to do, you know? You should do it because it's a burning fire inside of you. The only thing that I am really afraid of in life is regret. And I want to interlace that into this topic to, to where we really think about what could we regret not doing now? And why the hell aren't we doing it? Like what's stopping us? We're out here with one shot. We've got one life, one shot to do this thing. Why aren't we doing the things that we should do? And listen, I've done a lot of research and I think I have some really good answers of why are we not doing the things that we should do, the things that would make us feel happy because we're progressing in life in some way. And we're going to work through all the things, all the issues, all the baggage, all the past experiences, all the negative feelings and not focus anymore on what people tell us we should do, you know? things that we actually want to do, things that could make us feel more fulfilled or healthier or happier. So 
Let's figure out what you should do and then make a plan for how you are actually going to do it. Then we're going to make it very practical and we're going to get it into your routine. You know, make a routine around it so you're not making those decisions every day. You're just building a new routine and we're going to untrain ourselves from some of our negative habits, really, because that's what they are. So one of the excuses that I give myself and I don't even mean to, is that I just don't have enough time. And now listen, I have three little kids and I run at least one company at a time um, because sometimes I'm a partner in different projects or things like that. So I have a very busy personal life and business life and trying to integrate those because I think there's really no such thing as balance, but more of like integrating all of that into one big lifestyle. A lot of times I really don't have time. Like if I want to, if I want to write a book, I I mean, if I, unless I'm willing to compromise something else that I'm doing, a lot of times I just don't have time. But I've also realized that I sometimes will use that as an excuse to not get uncomfortable and not put myself out there and switch up the way I'm doing things so that I can progress, that I can create something new or something that's going to make me feel more fulfilled and happy and accomplished in some way. And listen, this is not a business talk. This does not have to be about business accomplishments. I'm just talking about accomplishments in your own life in any way, business, personal, you know, health, nutrition, any sort of physical, any, any, anything that you feel like you should do, or you've been wanting to do, but there's something in your way. You just haven't done it. That's what we're getting into. So Like I said, for me, I think that this is the biggest kind of crutch and pass that I'll give myself is, I'll just say, I have already taken on more than I can physically do. I just don't have the time. Now to this, I would say, I think that we need to go back to a podcast I did several weeks ago called How to Be Awesome at Automate, Eliminate, and Delegate. I love this topic because it's all about being productive and efficient and looking at your daily life. Now, I'm not a huge fan of like, all right, get out a pa- get out a pad of paper and a pen and write a million things down. Like, that's just not the way I learn and the way that I kind of like to teach people what I've learned. But I think there can be some value to that in this respect is either take a mental note of how you're, think of your day in blocks of time, whether it's, you know, two hour blocks of time or 30 minute blocks of time and look at where your time is going. And if you want to do something, but your reason why you're not is that you don't have enough time, figure it out. Automate, eliminate, and delegate. Have all your groceries delivered. Have someone else help you with something. Eliminate things that you've always told yourself, oh, I got to do this. But maybe when you really sit down and looked at it, look at it objectively, maybe you can just eliminate it to save yourself time. So if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to that because I myself have seen a lot of clarity and my productivity has totally increased because I have gotten out of the routine, gotten a little bit uncomfortable and allowed myself to automate, delegate and eliminate certain tasks so that I do have more time. So that's my tip right out of the gate. If you're like, I just don't have time. Yes, I have all these goals and dreams, but I just don't have time. I would say that's step one. And that's something that I'm still working on every day. But if you really think about it with all the modern conveniences that we have with grocery deliveries and food deliveries and technology and all the different amazing resources that we have with the internet and with our phones, 
it's just, it's really limitless and it's becoming, you know, even more incredible every day. So, and really think about those things so you can set up a new routine, right? Then we are going to make a daily plan and we're not going to let ourselves fall back to our old ways. You know, we're going to break old habits. We're going to set new habits and, you know, a new routine, get a new daily plan to shake up what we're doing and not just get back in the old ways. That's why I always talk about getting uncomfortable because I think that the most change happens in that state of uncomfortableness, you know, the, when it comes time to change, the redundancy of this cycle is actually what makes it hard. So you got to change your routine, you know? You do the same things, you see the same people, you have the same thoughts, you have the same conversations. This becomes like a program. So when it comes time to change, it's so hard to break this cycle because it's so redundant and it's so it's so just a part of your routine. So we just have to shift our mind in that way. We also have to shift our mind to work on getting out of your past. You know what I mean? So think about an event that happened to you that was stressing or traumatizing or negative or just have any sort of negative emotion associated with it. We keep recalling that same event in our minds and we produce the same emotional signals that that event happened. And before we know it, we're replaying the same thing in our mind over and over and our body, like, you know, our stress level, our internal body's reaction doesn't even know the difference between that initial event, like when it actually occurred and the stress related to it, and then the stress of us of us replaying it over and over in our minds. It's like living in the same past experience, and these emotions influence certain thoughts. And so now before we know it, our entire state of being is in the past because we're reliving all of those events that have negative association, and we're reliving it, and we're feeling all those feelings all over again. We really got to, we really have to become so aware of this and just the self-awareness around this is so, so huge. Like I said in the intro, when most, when I read that most people spend 70% of their, their life living in stress and anticipating worst case scenarios, I was just shocked. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. And it's often because of bad past experiences, but in doing that, we're actually conditioning our bodies in a, to work in a state of fear. And who wants to live like this? You know what I mean? You do this enough times and your body can actually take over. It has a panic attack on its own because of all the negative thoughts and all the negative emotions constantly running through your body. And let me tell you what, that event only happened once. After that, it's self-inflicted. You're replaying it and you're replaying the same emotions over and over And it's just not good for your body. If you are one of these people that is spending 70% of your life living in stress and anticipating the worst case scenario, I'm telling you, we really got to do a big old deep dive here and think about your mental state and think about the routines that you're in and the conversations that are playing in your head and all the things that you could be doing. You know, we're talking about our shoulds today in the best possible way. Like, nah, I should be doing this, but this. Get rid of the butt, you know? Yes, something negative happened. Something traumatizing happened. You made a mistake. Someone wronged you. Whatever it is, it's in the past. And by reliving it, you're only hurting yourself. You're not changing the past experience. You're just changing the state of your body. And so much of us are playing this on repeat every day. So we're not able 
to think about what we should do because we have so many negative fears and, and thoughts limiting us and we're just not able to break out of this box. So the moment you decide to make a different choice, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel so uncomfortable and in the best way. This is why I love taking cold showers, physically pushing my body, you know, by doing recently I ran 50 miles in 10 days because I never run more than two miles in a day. And I certainly don't run that back to back. And so I just thought, you know what? I have to push myself and get uncomfortable and show myself that I can set a hard goal and I will accomplish it. And I just got to, I just have to get uncomfortable. And I'm telling you by doing these little things in my day, I just open up my own mind to other possibilities. Like, whew, I was capable of that. What else am I capable of? I'm no longer self-limiting because maybe I failed. Listen, I've done a lot of business projects in my lifetime. Some of them have been fails. Some of them small, some of them big. And it really takes active work when I think about doing a new project or I have a new idea to not let myself say, oh, oh, I don't know. What about those two things that you did that didn't work? What about the money you lost on those projects? But the craziest part about it is, you know, okay, it's the same follow me here. So say you have an awesome day, 25 awesome things happen, but then like one negative thing happens. Someone says something just really shitty to you and you're like, what? And instantly that's all you can focus on. That one thing, even though it's only one out of 26 things that happen to you, you're focusing on the one negative thing, you know? Same thing in my other example. And I realized I was doing, listen, I've had hundreds of business successes, but yet when I think about doing a new project, I would focus on those two failures and the fear of replaying that. But I'm telling you, by getting uncomfortable in your daily life, you get out there and you show yourself, listen, what's in the past is in the past. I'm going to stop replaying that conversation in my head because it's not the future. It's not, that doesn't determine, that doesn't say that the next business project I am going to do is going to be a failure because I have failures under my belt, whatever. But if that's re, if that's playing in my mind, I'm telling you, it's going to manifest and it manifests in self-doubt and negative talk. And then often we don't do what we should do because we stop ourselves before we even take action. Or maybe we take two little baby steps, two little crawls in the right direction. And then our self-talk gets back going in our head and we convince ourselves out of it. And I think that's why so many of us, myself included, have not done things that we should do. Those things that we should do that would make it, that's just a great idea that would make us feel so great that we wake up happy every day just because we're doing exactly what we want to be doing. To me, that's happiness. Doing exactly what you want to be doing most of the time. And so controlling your thoughts. You know what's so interesting about thoughts too is when we have a thought, we think that's the truth, but that's not always the case. So, you know, it's said that we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts in a day. And most of those thoughts are the same thoughts as the day before. So if that's all the truth, then our life isn't going to change very much as long as we have the same thoughts every day. All these 60 to 70,000 thoughts are kind of the same thoughts over and over because the same thoughts leads to the same choice. And the same choice leads to the same behavior. You know what I mean? So how can we get a new routine and new behaviors and change and improve and grow if we have the same thoughts that lead to the same choices and the same choices that leads to the same behaviors? So this process of becoming more aware of how you think and how you feel is so important because then you're aware of it 
And the thoughts in your mind, you're not, they're not just going to slip by you like unaware. You know, I think so many of us, if you don't hold yourself accountable and are really self-actualized about what you're thinking about and what you're saying, it's so easy to just have these thoughts and not even realize they're happening. Be totally unaware of the thoughts because they just happen so much. So listen, we got to kick ourselves out of it and realize when it's happening and stop it. I really realized that I just had to be open to new thoughts. You know what I mean? Analogy here. So think of it like a garden. So if you're going to go out and really improve your garden, first you have to pull all the weeds out, right? So to me, this is all the old shit that has no, we have no place in our garden for anymore, right? It's old, it's over, it's done with, it's dead, or it should be. Let's get it out of there. So get the weeds out of your garden first. And then we got to shake things up. Let's toss around the soil a little bit. Not just let the soil sit there like it's been sitting there for the past couple of years. Shake it up. Pull out some of the last year's plants, even if they're not dead. Sometimes they just need to be replaced. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, I think of this, I'm terrible at gardening. Don't even ask my husband about it. It's a sore subject. I've spent so much money on a garden and finally I just decided our backyard does not have enough sun and I'm not a great gardener. But I did learn a lot from gardening because it really made me think that this is what our thoughts are like and 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 positioning our routine in our life. We got to shake things up just like we're trying to, if you want to take your garden, make sure it has enough sun, take your garden and shake it up and have a thriving garden. We have to do these things. We have to get rid of the weeds. We have to shake up the soil. We have to pull out yeah, last year's plants and be open to building something really great and something new. And a lot of times, like I said, that's going to be uncomfortable. We learn the most about ourselves when we are in this uncomfortable state. I really, really think so. That's when the change happens, when we learn how to do new things and how we just have to break those old habits before we can even work on the new thoughts. You know what I mean? Like unmemorized emotions that are stored in the body, right? So uh, it's like undoing bad habits. We have to unprogram so then we can go back and reprogram. And, you know, we can't come up with stuff to excuse ourselves and to stay limited. Like I started this this episode out, like where I was just always saying, I just, I, I should, but I just don't have time. And I really think that we have to be aware when we're giving ourselves excuses and not let ourselves stay limited. We will say to ourselves that we want to get over our anxiety about something, but then we just don't just knowing about yourself is so empowering and negative emotions and positive emotions are so important. And like I said, being present and being aware when you are having them. So if you are living with negative emotions, I'm telling you, I just think illness is a step away. Living, no one can live in a state of stress and be healthy and happy and have a strong immune system and not get sick. You know, or heaven forbid you you get sick that and then I just think that you can make yourself more unwell by living in this stressing state because it's just not how we were built to live all the time. You can't live in this emergency state all the time. On the flip side, positive energy like happiness and joy and empowerment, when you're on that side, your immune system is better, your attitude is better, your health is better. And you're just stronger and you are ready to take on the challenge that challenges that come your way. So if 70% of the time people live in this state of stress, man, 
I mean, okay, so let's break down what stress is. When stress to me is when your brain and your body are like just knocked out of balance, right? You're stressed, you're you're off balance. Your stress response is what your body does to get you back in order, to get you, you know, back sorted out. So if there are things that are in your daily life that are stressing you all the time, we have to figure out how to eliminate it. So if it's someone that you're talking to every day that is stressing you out or is giving you too much negative energy, we have to focus on what are we going to do about that? If someone's sitting next to you all day, every day, like a coworker, we got to figure that out because no one can live in this state of stress all the time. It's just not good for our bodies. And I think that, like I said, I think our thoughts can, can make us sick or certainly if we are sick, it can make it worse. And I also think our thoughts can help us stay well and stay healthy. So we have to focus on getting rid of all the negativity because it's just all those stress hormones, you know, and things that aren't just, let's, let's think about the negativity and the stress because it comes in so many different forms like anger and jealousy and aggression and hostility and hatred and fear and guilt and envy and pain and suffering and anxiety, all of it. But it's, it's so complicated and there are so many negative emotions that can, you know, trigger those stress hormones. So I think that it's just so important to identify them and reduce them in our daily lives. All right. So back to our shoulds. I, like I told you, I think that I'm not a huge fan of making big lists, but in this case, again, I love it. Write down those things that you think you should do and then audit it and do a big old Sharpie, black Sharpie right through the things that you actually, once you look at the list, don't want to do yourself, but other people have somehow told you, whether it's parents or teachers or society or social media or something that you've told yourself you should do, but you actually don't want to be doing. Make that list and then figure out what are you not doing because you're trapped about what someone else thinks. You cannot get to where you want to be if you're stuck in a bubble. You know what I mean? That bubble of what Someone else wants you to be, you know, social media, like, you know, kind of self-imposed or maybe your parents or your extended family or just what you won't do because you are afraid of judgment. Like I said, sometimes people are putting this on us and other times we're putting it on ourselves. Maybe we're just so afraid of judgment that we're not doing what we should do, what would set our soul on fire and make us feel so happy and fulfilled and alive every day. Because listen, when you put yourself out there, you're going to get judged and maybe we're so afraid afraid of that judgment that we just never do it. We never take the step forward to do it. But I'm telling you, as a person with my only real fear is regret, you either have the you either have the fear now of judgment or you man, you have that feeling of regret later of not doing it and for me that's just a no-brainer. So, fast forward where you are. Look at yourself in 10, 20, 30 years time. Look at the person who's 20 years ahead of you in the company that you're at. Or, you know, if you are in a startup business, look at someone who lives a similar life to, as you 10 years down the line. Or if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're working on different projects and you fast forward your life, do you like what you see? Or do you look at someone else and that has a similar path maybe and see where they're at to kind of just project? Do you like what you see or what you're doing now fast forwarded, does that give you what you want? If the answer is no, then you need to find a new path and start doing what you should do. All right. So we've worked on the mind game and there's so much to 
think about with all of that, but let's also get into the practicality of it. So if you aren't sure if you're doing what you should be doing, let's talk about are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Is there a void that's missing? And open yourself up to hearing new things. So I love the idea of like virtual role models. So basically all it is is listening to audiobooks and watching videos and listening to podcasts and changing the story in your mind by listening to other people, listening to positive people and smart people and people who have figured things out that you are trying to figure out. You know, 15 years ago when I was trying to figure so much stuff out in business and stuff, you had to meet entrepreneurs and you had to meet mentors and try to go seek that out. But today, no way. We have so much access through audiobooks and through YouTube and through podcasts. We can find people out there to mentor us without them even knowing it. You know, because a lot of times in our lives, we are around people who are like us and we do a lot of the same things and we have a lot of the same conversations. So if you want to do more things that you should do, I really think one of the first steps is opening yourself up to new experiences and new virtual role models. Expose yourself to new things and new thoughts. Be open to learn and fill your mind with all of that good stuff that helps you grow. Also thinking about practical ways to do what you should. Create a really good morning routine, a nighttime routine and a morning routine. So you go to bed not stressed, you wake up not stressed, and you start the day with just like a clear mind, a good plan, a good routine that is all based around what you should do. That thing that sets your soul on fire, that makes you happy, that you want to do. Untrain yourself for the things that you are doing now that don't take you to where you want to be in 10 and 20 and 30 years. And also, think about the things that you need to overcome. Overcome your ego, overcome envy and jealousy I mean, talking about social media, and I've talked about this on on podcasts in the past, I just think if we're looking too much at what other people are doing, it can destroy us inside. And if we are obsessed with likes and engagement and comparing ourselves to other people, it's just going to set us, it's just going to set us back. No way around it. So we have to be able to have enough clarity to purify yourself of those things. And that's going to allow you to escape all these anxieties. And I think that it's just going to increase as we engage more on social media. And if you're able to find that clarity, I'm telling you, I just think about it like purifying myself. Like I just don't log on thinking, oh gosh, their house is so much nicer. Their clothes are so much nicer. They go on such nicer vacations. There's always going to be someone that has more and always someone that's going to have less. And I just think being able to enter the social media space with clarity is just going to save you so much stress and anxiety, subconsciously and consciously. And I think you also have to get really confident about what you're good at and what you're passionate about to figure out what you should be doing. You know, that real behavior trait that stops us is often insecurity. You know what I mean? It's really crazy because a lot of times it's the noise from the outside and it's the opinions of others and it's the judgment of others. Maybe it's in present day or in the past, things you've been told, things you've told yourself to create this insecurity. So even though you may know that you're good at something, you maybe you self-talk yourself out of it because of the noise of the outside giving you insecurity. I think you can't let yourself fit into a box or a container and you can't 
do what other people want you to do. You just have to, you know, that noise can slowly becomes what you think. Like I've realized in the past that sometimes I really thought that a thought was my own. And then when I dissected, I was like, wait a minute, I'm listening to outside noise. That's not actually my thoughts and my voice. I let someone else's opinions and thoughts become my own voice and my own thoughts. So you have to shut that off. You have to switch up the people that you hang out with. If people, certain people and certain topics and conversations aren't lifting you up and allowing you to break your through your routine and think about new things, I'm not telling you to, you know, say goodbye to friends that you've had for so many years. I'm just talking about balancing it out. And if you have a lot of, you know, friends who are complaining and negative and have a lot of excuses, listen, limit the amount of time you are talking to them, especially in this time when you are trying to reprogram your mind and your brain and get new routines and find mentors in person or my favorite virtually. You can access them anytime and there's so much, there's endless content of the internet to watch people who have done something that's similar to what you want to do. Watch what they do. Listen to what they say. Listen to the words that come out of their mouth and their mindset. You know what I mean? I think it's just, it's so valuable to think about and to think about what should you be doing and what will you regret? You know, what will you regret not doing that you can still do now? You know what I mean? I... I am so passionate about this topic and I think that, you know, whether there are a bunch of things you think that you should be doing or just a few things, I think that coming back to this episode can be really valuable. Because like I said, I spent weeks taking notes and really thinking about things and reading books to try to put all these thoughts together. So I hope this episode really inspired you to do what you should do. Those things that you want to do and just flip it in your mind and just remove the should. I should do this and just slip it to, I'm going to do this. It seems so simple, but you know, I I once read, now this is an extreme example of someone who was an alcoholic and they were, you know, alcoholic and, and they couldn't break the cycle of it. And then whatever shifted in their mind and they just said, you know, I should stop drinking. I should. And listen, I know this is not work for everyone. This is just an example because it was so wild. It sticks in my mind. They just all of a sudden one day told themselves, I'm just going to remove the should from it. And I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to stop drinking. That's it. There's no way around it. I'm killing myself. I'm ruining relationships. I'm sabotaging my life. And that was enough of a drive. And I understand for most people with, you know, real, real bad habits to try to break them. That's not enough. But for some things, and I think for examples in a lot of our lives, just focusing on that word should, you know, Something that you want to do, whether it's a positive change, like, you know, adding something to your life or removing something like, you know, removing alcohol from your life. If it's a big problem for you, I think that just by removing the should can be very, very powerful on its own. Like I said, the only thing I'm really afraid of is regret. And I think that thinking about what you're doing and the choices you're making every day is what you will, you know, at the end of this, what you will regret the least. Oftentimes when I don't know what the next right move is, I just think, what will I regret the least? And I just go for it. I do that. And I'm telling you, another thing that I think wholeheartedly is you just got to jump. Speed over perfection. And I'd rather run 100 miles in the wrong direction than just stay still. Because here's the thing. At least if you're running, you have experiences and learning 
And to me, nothing's a failure because everything's, everything's learning and growth and an experience. You know what I mean? Get up and go, if, you know, remove the should and just do it. Just go for those things that you love and just start running. And even if it's a hundred miles in the wrong direction, you've learned a whole bunch of stuff. Then you can flip around and run a hundred miles back in the right direction. And at least you're moving and not just staying still. Looking back at my life and certain things that I wish I would have done at certain points in my life, things that I should have done for growth and happiness and fulfillment that I didn't do is because I had these things in my mind that I was self-limiting and I was making excuses and I really didn't realize that I was doing it. So maybe you're doing the same thing and maybe this episode will be what shakes you up. You know what I mean? What shakes the soil loose in your garden and makes you really unprogram your mind and reprogram it with all the positive things and set up a daily routine that specifically works to reach your goals so you can be your most awesome selves and do the things that you should do. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.